Newsprint, a podcast about print news. Hey y'all, what's up? Hey, Me and Cami are here. Um, it's been a while. It's freaking been a while. Um, we're also doing this remotely for the first time. We're looking at each other on Zoom, but we are not in the same room, which is sad. But also yeah. necessary because life is busy and yeah. Miss Corona is, you know, still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're here and we're thinking about printmaking. So, yeah, great. I feel like we've been, God, it was like December was the last yeah, one. Yeah, early December was the last one we did. Yeah, it's been a while because yeah. we took um, January off. Yeah. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. It was just holidays. And there was the surge. Ugh, yeah. To start school again. And then it was like bonkers. So, yeah. yeah. I started a new job, which yeah, has I been. I started a new job. Whoop, 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 whoop. Wonderful. But also, you know, with change comes stresses. Yeah. But I'm stoked. I'm working at PNCA now in the printmaking department, which has been really lovely. Um, and I'm stoked to be there. Everybody's so nice. And the kiddos are just in there making their prints. And it's yeah. really fun. Um, so I'm having a good-ass time. And you don't have to deal with the general public anymore. Yeah. No more I customer service. It. Yeah. No. That was trash. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm stoked to be in academia and just around printmaking all the time. Yeah. So. This, was, this was your second week, right? This is my second week, and yeah. so far so good. Um, That's awesome! Yay! Yeah. See, I knew you were going to get thing. it when you told me you were going to apply. I was like, "She's got it. She's got it." <laughs> I was like, "Gonna be very sad if I didn't." <laughs> uh, I didn't want to be trapped in a retail environment for the rest of my life. No. <gasps> um, but yeah, so what's up, printmaking? Oh, um, they have so many like fun printmaking things there. Um, like a risograph machine that I've already been playing with, and just all kinds of shit. A bunch of ray trail presses, which I've never used before, but they're like big and beautiful. So I'm gonna try yeah. those out, obviously. Um, yeah, printmaking baby, the coolest. Does the does the have a name? What's her name? Nico. Yeah, Nico, as in Nico Case. I don't know. Oh, I just okay. her little fun little label is like N I C O Nico. I'm like, all right, uh, I love it. And then they have like two risograph machines that are not working right now that are just collecting dust. So I'm gonna look at them and push some buttons. Uh probably talk to our friend Kate that we're going to talk to this episode about who they mm-hmm. use for repairs. Exactly. Outlet yeah. uh, PDX. Cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know, catching up with us. Uh, in yeah. other news, after I um, just couldn't stop carrying on about Habiki's artwork from our last episode, Habiki sent me a little card, and it was so sweet, and it was made out of an old print, which is the best. Um, so anyways, I really loved it. Thanks, Habiki. That was rad. Um, we love you. 
we love you and someday we will meet each other in real life <laughs> i also want to give a little shout out to my now old coworker, um rohay who is not a printmaker but listens to every single episode just because he's proud of me which is like extremely sweet to me because printmaking is such a niche thing and if you don't know about it then I'm sure it sounds like a completely different language but he's always like listening and then being like oh um you and Edie said this and yada 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 and what's up with that and I'm like so touched by it every time so shout outs to Rohelio you're truly the best um he also told me that the Futurama joke we made was wrong yes um I took that as fact from someone and I should have fact checked it (laughs) Oh, and my cat isn't going to be annoying for a second. Yeah, Oscar. sir. Oscar, the mascot of newsprint pod. Uh, on that note, the other day, he totally um, hotboxed me in the <gasps> covers. Oh, that he was snuggling out of the covers and totally farted. Oh, he Dutch ovened you. Oh, that's what it is. Hot, yeah. Oven. Hotbox is weed. <laughs> it's weed. He Dutch oven you. Weed, I eat weed, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh Dutch oven me. He Dutch oven you. That's yeah. Otis so does rude. the same thing. So farty, so gross. <laughs> so farty, so farty, farty boys. Um, okay, let's do this shout out. Edie got her tenure track approved. Boop, 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 boop. Must be cl- okay, I gotta be clear because there's one more step. So oh, it was approved yeah. through the president. I got the letter from the president, it has to go to the board, and that's March 16th. Is when that happens. So, We're all gonna say a little prayer, print nerds. Say a little prayer for Edie. It's real close. Um, uh, our tenure system is such that, like. Really, before now, you should have found out if you weren't going to get tenure so that you could apply to other jobs. Yeah. So it's kind of like once it goes through the president's office, it's, I don't want to say it's a formality to go through the board because then I feel like I'm chasing myself or something. Um, mm. But one more step. One more step. One more step. Woohoo! Big boss. Big boss Edie over here <laughs> running that print department. <laughs> um, I'm the only one. If you, yeah if you don't get approved for tenure track is it basically like you're gonna leave that yeah school oh is it if they don't is it like you're fired or is it just awkward uh at least at this school it's you you're gone if you don't get tenure it's like zang yeah i don't know if other schools allow extensions like Mm. But we have a lot of a lot of meetings every year. It's not just mm-hmm. like you do a dossier. I don't know what it's like at other schools. I don't know what it's like at a yeah. Uh, I guess I just don't know that seven year process. This is a four year process. Okay. But even between like, seven years, I know. God, even geez. between MHCC and PCC, there's a big difference. Yeah, like we have these. We have a really strong union that required a certain ten year process. So. It's like every year you find out, you get feedback on your teaching. I had to do five teaching observations every year. 
Oh, just like on top of remote teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I had like lots of feedback. It would have been like blaringly obvious if I had not been on the right track. So yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never really thought about the fact like if someone doesn't get they're probably going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yikes. Well, Edie is a big boss running that print department. (laughs) Cool. Oh, it was so funny. Um, Yesterday at work, I got to send Edie my first, like, formal academia to academia email. And it (laughs) felt so funny. Um, Looking at my work email, and I was like, yeah, can't, can't he? (laughs) <laughs> like I got a notification. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so funny. Ryan made a joke about it. I'm trying to remember. Oh, he was just like mimicking what I should have done, which would have been like, hello, Ms. Overture. <laughs> for making. I should have been so formal. It would have been funny, but I couldn't help myself being like, what's up? <laughs> it was cute. I felt like you were pretty reserved. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was like, do they read these? I don't know. <laughs> do they, read these? they can, but they don't. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only if you yeah. do something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <sighs> well, hell yeah. So many things. Um, what else is happening in your life, Edie? Um, well, I got um a solo show for 2023. Sick. I'm very excited. Yes. Where is that? It's the Whitney uh, Center for Arts at Sheridan College. So it, we actually, uh, it's in Wyoming. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, Are you going to go? Well, it's, okay, I also got, uh, it's called the Waddle Printmaker of the Year Award. I don't know how many <gasps> printmakers they actually show. <gasps> so I know that in the same year, Krista Carlton and Tonya Torgerson are showing their collaborative work. So I wish I could go for that too, but yeah, um, because I love their collabs. Um, so with that prize, I get some money. Sick. I know. And then I also um, am asked to do an artist talk and a a demo at the school. So it's kind of like a visiting artist gig. Hell yeah. That's rad. Maybe look at you. I know. I'm excited. I, Flourishing. Um, I had like at Blackfish here in town. I did a show that was kind of like a solo show because it was half of the gallery. That was cool. But I haven't like had a solo show in a bit. Is that so. pre-COVID? It was during COVID. It was during COVID. Yeah. Okay. It was March 2021. Oh, okay. Ugh. Yeah. Already a vaccine. Yeah, we didn't even have, it was very sad that we didn't have an opening, of course. So we did like the Facebook virtual opening and we had the those fancy Matterport virtual tour system. Okay. So, yeah, I remember. come in randomly, but it was. Yeah. yeah, I remember like I went and saw that show with you and Peter was mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super rad. I loved seeing the one. Yeah, kind of already planning what to do, but it's not for a bit. So who knows? Cool. More bunting flags. I thought about making some really, really big ones. Like hell yeah, each flag would be as tall as me or something. Yeah, 
but I need to know, like, she, I, she gave me the format or the floor chart. God, mm-hmm. I work at restaurants too long. Um, the blueprint. Blueprint of the gallery space, but like, I need pictures because I, yeah, I need to see what the walls look like, et cetera, in order to plan yeah. stuff. Um, We're visual people. You got to give yeah. us some visuals. Because I think there's some like really big windows, and I'm like, what else would I do with that area besides something sculptural or some really, really gigantic flags? I don't know. So that's exciting. That's uh, really cool. <clears throat> yeah. I'm um, hyped for you. Let me know if you need any help with anything. I'll have yeah. 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 I might need your sewing skills if I make really big flags. <laughs> Well, I currently have a sewing machine in my possession, so. It's very sad that I don't know how to sew with a sewing machine other than, like, stitching a zine or something, because my mom has a degree in clothing and textiles. Well, clothing and textiles, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, she went back and got another degree after that in rehabilitation, so it's totally different. But Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I never learned how to sew, probably because I was a difficult child to teach. <laughs> I wish you all could see Edie's like coy little smile <laughs> after that. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, hilarious. That's my nice way of saying I was a shithead. Well, who wasn't? Brenda would say the same thing about me. So, <laughs> whatever. Strong willed women. Uh, true. True. Yep. Look at us now. Um, yeah, cool. Well, that's rad. I'm stoked for you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's rad. Yeah. Prince, prince, prince. Prince, prince, prince. Beep, 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 beep. All right, we got some news for you. Um, a couple things. We The MIPC, Mid-America Print Council Conference, is happening this October. Um, it's now been four years since it happened, since 2020 got axed so um i'm doing an event at it that was supposed to happen in 2020 with sage parrot and um very is her last name parrot i thought it was it is pronounced parrot not perot yeah there you go parrot okay cool (laughs) um there i think i knew that because i saw an interview with her sister Bryn, Mm -hmm. and she said her own last name and i was like oh I've known Sage all this time and never said her last name to her face, so she never corrected me. Uh, <laughs> so now, now I know. Um, the conference has a second round call for both panel participation and for themed portfolios. So there's some events that, like like ours, we already had our people set up because they were supposed to happen in 2020. So some events are doing a second round where they they came up with their like co-chairs and then they have a theme and then you apply to it. So that is on their website, which is on our website under uh, front page news. And then there's also a new fine art print fair that's going to be taking place in Baltimore from April 29th to May 1st. And we put the website under our um, breaking news page also. And they're still nailing down their complete list of 24 vendors, but um, they're going to, they have a current list on their website now, but 
I love going to different fairs. Hell yeah. I really love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if I can't afford most of it, it's still really inspiring to just kind of thumb through things. And Same. Yeah. Get to see artists that you maybe don't see in galleries very often. Yeah. 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 Um, the Manello Museum of American Art in Orlando, Florida is host or hosting is that even the right word i don't know they are showing contemporary expressions prints from flying horse editions every or the time span is 1996 to 2021 and it's curated by the city of orlando's public art collection and the exhibit holds the largest and most complete assemblage of works published by flying horse editions which is on view um, at the museum through may 30th uh, it seems like a really rad show. I got to, or get to, but I checked out um, Flying Horse Editions on the internet, and their space looks beautiful. So if you're in Florida and you want to make some prints, check them out. Looks rad. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was in Florida. I've only been there once, and no tea or shade to Floridians, but I don't know that I'm trying to go back. <laughs> Alligators. And I mean Trump supporters? Oh yeah. hiss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um we got some new call for entries and opportunities listed on our site that we want to feature. Uh Kala Art Institute has um, both their regular fellowship and their parent artist award that are due March sixth. So um, the regular Kala um, Artist in Residence, I did that before, which was just like a one month thing. This is the, the fellowship that's longer. Uh, it is a nine month, uh, 24-7 print shop access to their studio that is in the old Heinz Ketchup building in Berkeley. Oh, what? It's very cool. It's on the second floor. Sure. Um, it's a very cool building. Uh, you get a $3,000 stipend, which is rad and an exhibition at the end of the year with the other fellows. And that is in their main floor of that building. Nice. And they also have housing now that's across the street from the print shop, mm-hmm. which before they didn't offer any housing. I think they maybe helped people find housing. But when I was there, I stayed with my friend from high school, which was in Haight-Ashbury. So it took me like 45 minutes to an hour to get to mm. the print shop. So being yeah. right across the street is a dream. Yeah. Um, and it's twenty four seven. So if you're a night owl, no okay. danger, just walking right across the street. Um, their parent award, I I don't remember if this is completely separate from the artisan residence, the regular fellowship, but I believe it is. Um, each parent artist uh gets an individual residency plan with up to a thousand dollars worth of services that could cover residency for a month or two um, classes, camp call for their kids, so the kids could come. It's really, really friendly to parents. I do not have kids, but I have a hard enough time finding time for my own work and getting to residencies. I can't even imagine what it would be like. With yeah, so, it sounds to hard to do. Artists. Yeah, truly. Um, we have another juried exhibition, Surface Impressions 2022. The Lux Center for the Arts, and they're collaborating with Constellation Studios in Lincoln, Nebraska. 
So it's a juried exhibition that focuses on relief prints and mixed media relief. It's juried by Sean Star Wars, who primarily does woodcuts, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very bright, very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the applications are due March 18th. Yeah, yeah. And we have another screen print. Screen, oh, can't even talk. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> screen print biennial. I know what art is. Um, May 31st <laughs> is the <laughs> deadline, and it's free to apply. Um, do we have that linked on our website as well? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, all this is on the website, so go check it out. Um, and another thing, Art Link, there's a call for solo, group, and curated exhibitions. Proposals are reviewed twice a year, March 1st and September 1st. So if you want to show some folks in Indiana what you got, apply for that. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I've applied to that before, and I think I remember the, the floor chart, and that it's kind of like an L-shaped gallery. There's lots of windows, so it could be some pretty cool opportunities for interesting installations. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, A grant opportunity, again, for it's a parent theme, this episode, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Sustainable Arts Foundation has a call for applications, and it's unrestricted funding, so you don't have to have a show. You don't have to, like, make specific work. It's $5,000 to artists or writers and or, because you could be both, um, with at least one child under the age of 18. And applications are due February 25th. Do pit bulls count as children? I don't believe so, because if you can't count them on your taxes, it probably doesn't count. I wish I could count him. I'm a monster. Um, Okay, anyway. there's lots of other things that we didn't boost on here that we've added to the website. Just to plug that. Um, and then Soma Arts in San Francisco has a curatorial residency um, for 2022-2023. I think it's because it starts in 2022, but the show that you'd be curating is in 2023. So it'd give you plenty of time to do it. Um, the recipient would receive one slot in a 2023 um exhibition to curate that's not a proper sentence but you get it uh $6,000 project grant I don't know the specifics of what that needs to be spent on uh support to install and deinstall promotions and technical event production help and applications for that are due on March 1st so if you're into curating we got a couple nuggets there for you yeah that sounds cool I want to that's like on my life goals list I want to curate a show at some point, I think it'd be super fun. <clears throat> um, we have a big thank you shout out to give to Meg Olad. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Meg at Kala for funneling so much info our way that we put on the website. Thanks, friend. It's people like you that keep us going. <laughs> um, new to the website, under resources, we're listing some awards and grants uh opportunities so go check that shit out too get you some money honey Mm -hmm. yes yes and if you see anything that we don't have on our website or on our um instagram or something if we're not promoting something and you're like people should know about this yeah on the main page of our website there's a form you can fill out and send us some stuff and we can yeah promote stuff on the pod too yeah send us stuff we gotta know about it yes all right cool Beep, 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 beep,
So today, friends, we're focused on community shops. Community is such a important part of printmaking because I feel like a lot of folks find some of their best pals in the print shop, and it's nice to share space with other artists, um, especially when the machinery you're using is huge and hard to move and it's expensive. So it's good to find a collaborative space. And then, um, yeah, you can bounce your ideas off of other people. And printmakers love to share their insider knowledge. Um, and so I've learned so many things from just my print peers over the years. Um, and uh, yeah, community spaces are good. So yeah, Edie, I know you have a lot of experience with community shops. You even started one. I did. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you just said also reminded me that speaking of our friend Habiki, she told me that most of what she learned, if not all, I can't remember which which is that of it, about etching, she learned at a community shop. What? And she's such a yeah. wizard. Yeah, she didn't go to grad school. Shit, queen. Wow. She just spent a ton of time in that studio and learned from the amazing people. I can't remember what studio it was. I think it doesn't exist anymore, but yeah. we should just ask. Have her be here. We should. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so I, my first, my first one that I like printed at was High Point in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Minneapolis. I got like this little micro grant and that helped me pay for my, I think it was like a three month. They have the options. It's like three months or six months. Don't remember which it was. It was a long time ago. Um, so that I could fulfill the work for that little micro grant. And it was amazing because that was the first time I printed in a studio where I was not a teacher or a student. So people didn't come up and ask me questions <laughs> about like, hey, can you tell me where this is? It was me asking the questions. But yeah, um, yeah. so it was really nice. And I hadn't had studio access for a really long time because I was living back in like the area I grew up in. And I was just hand printing all my woodcuts because I didn't have access. So it was like a whole new world just opened back up again. Mm -hmm. And I I think I stopped printing there because I didn't have a lot of things prepped. I was like carving and decided to like stop for a while, kind of save up projects and then go back to it. Mm -hmm. And I was working at a restaurant with some folks that actually kind of got hired because I was a printmaker. <laughs> <laughs> the manager uh, was Lauren Shoopy, Shoop at the time and I knew one of the other servers partners who was a printmaker and then yeah just like little printy channels got me a job which then she and I talked and then her husband also printmaker and they had already had their own business screen printing wallpaper oh wow and, that's cool yeah they built their own like 30 foot long table shit um so they were screen printing for a restaurant that was renovating and they were doing like t-shirt jobs and stuff they wanted a bigger space yeah so I was like I also need a space let's talk so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have anything as far as like equipment like they did but um I, I bought a press off eBay which I don't recommend <laughs> uh that was weird um but <laughs> yeah, 
we got a Dickerson combo press, which it does the job. It's not my favorite type of press. I don't think it's anyone's favorite. I have it's, never used a combo press, but I it's always that same response of like, it gets the job done, but it's not great. <laughs> I feel like presses should not be jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I understand the concept. It's like, we want to have things for both, but we don't want to have this much space taken up by two different kinds of presses. I get it. Yeah. But, meh. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. We first found a space uh, in Minneapolis that we knew how much we could spend. The story's going to get longer than I thought. Sorry, I'll try to make it faster. But um, we found a space that was like, this is like really DIY. All we need to do, we're going to rent it for the amount we can spend. We were spending our own money just from our mm-hmm. income at restaurants Damn. to <laughs> pay for rent. And this place was so raw that we basically were spray seal spray coating the ceiling for insulation. And I don't know how we were affording that and also why they weren't paying for that. Um, yeah. we got we got out of that lease within like a month, I think. Because we were oh like, my God. nope, this is not ideal actually. And we found a different place that um, was a it was a company, it was a husband and wife team that had multiple buildings in Minneapolis that were turned into artist studios. Cool. And like they were really old factories. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got this really big space that they would rent to us for the amount we could afford and then said they would incrementally increase it every six months until they got to what they want, hmm. wanted for it. And it was That's a great cool. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And they also would help with like, we need water over here. Can you run that over here? We need 220 over here. Can you do that? And they would do it. And they didn't charge us. Wow. Right? That's great. Yeah. So we slowly like accumulated things as far as like flat files, find them cheap or free, hardly ever free, usually cheap. <laughs> we built walls in the space. Like I didn't know how to do drywall before. Um, and I don't remember if learning gifted either, but uh, we figured it out <laughs> and built things like we couldn't afford like really nice vacuum tables. And I had some experience building vacuum tables that were just like flat boxes that you connect mm-hmm. a shop back to and it mm-hmm. works. So we were pretty darn resourceful and had this plan of um, keeping it really affordable. So mm-hmm. kind of thinking strategically with like High Point is a community shop where they also have a pro shop. So there's like they print for other artists and then they have the the beautiful studios. So it's like very pristine. It's very nice. It's very clean. It's what most like a lot of printmakers want to walk in and see it look like that. It was kind of sometimes intimidating to me. Like I wasn't going to clean it at all. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty tidy printmaker, but um, we wanted to have like more of a DIY space where people that wanted to just maybe print, one month at a time or two months at a time could do short contracts and we could have people like really become a part of how it develops. So the membership could kind of help us figure out what was going to happen. Um, and we definitely like adjusted what we were doing along the way based off of what people wanted. Um, when we started it, I did not teach at the U of M yet. So I was, 
interested in also teaching classes. So mm -hmm. becoming a part of it at the beginning allowed me to kind of create my own classes and structure and kind of get some experience. I came to like two or three day classes um, and pretty much everything. We had all the processes and we got creative with like how to get certain things. Like mm -hmm. there was another artist in Minneapolis that she got a grant to get an exposure unit, but she didn't have anywhere to put it. So uh, she could yeah. put it on contract with us. Yeah. And then everyone in the shop could use it. So it was like a win-win. And then she could come in anytime and use it. Cool. Um, so that was kind of the nuts and bolts of it. We kind of, we got involved with the things that they would have in Minneapolis. Like they had in the May, they would have Art World where all the, pretty much every big um, studio building would open up and people would present their work and have stuff for sale. And it kind of became a bit of a booze fest, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. And then there was like ho holiday based things. So it was, um, it's also just a really nice way to create community, get to know other artists in Minneapolis too. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, we had done a lot of fundraising. We decided, we decided not to become a nonprofit mm -hmm. because it was expensive to fill out the paperwork, first of all. And when you do that, you develop a board, and then you could lose control of it because yeah. the board makes the decisions. So we mm -hmm. decided not to do that and had to figure out our financial structure. But we um, applied for grants with fiscal sponsorship, which any, at least to my understanding is that any 501c3 can lend their 501c3 status out on contract so people can apply for a grant specifically only for nonprofits through them. So it kind mm -hmm. of gets funneled. So there was a lot of stuff we had to figure out along the way. Um, and kind of when we divided stuff up, like, my partners, they were our married couple, and they they had a baby while we were doing all this too. Oh my god! Just one more yeah. thing. They are superhuman. <laughs> That's wild. And then their business expanded, so we ended up renting another room in the building that wasn't too far away, so that they could move wow. the big long thirty foot table to another space, so that they could have that a little more private, and then we could band for the other members like it was becoming something that oh. members weren't using so it was taking mm -hmm. up too much space for membership but then they also needed some solo space um yeah and they had a baby and then they wanted to move to um madeline island and start a which is an island in lake superior oh. and start a restaurant wow. and they did it oh my god still print stuff and now she's also the librarian of the island and like they also I think have an Airbnb and they had another kid they are superhuman I love you guys <laughs> when people do all of that I'm like how, <laughs> how? <laughs> it exhausts me just thinking oh my about God. it but yeah they're incredible wow, impressive I know and so they Shit. left I believe in I want to say 25th 14, 15? Mm -hmm. No. I can't remember what date it was. It was before I moved. Mm -hmm. It was before I was seeing Peter, so it had to have been 14. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So they moved and then there were other people that were members that were more interested in taking kind of a leadership role. So they kind of stepped up and they signed contracts and lease extensions with me. And then eventually I stepped off of it. Oh, so yeah. I left, I left, um, I left the Dickerson press mm-hmm. and I left like my package punch and like flat files and stuff that I didn't want to move yeah. and did it on contract. Like we did with the exposure unit. Right. Um, and Recently, I've gotten my pen, my punch back, and they bought they bought the press from me eventually, and they mm. bought um, the flat files from me. So it was like a slow oh. transition of complete ownership. Yeah. Um, well, but you know, I was glad, but it didn't just die. You know, like we hell yeah, we we spent years building that um, place up and spending a lot of our weekends doing that. You know, any work that needed to happen, we took on interns and like wow. you know we just spent a lot of time there together and I was really oh. glad that it's still there yeah um, that's really cool what a story oh it's peaks and valleys you know totally uh, I'm so glad that I did it because I learned a lot of things about structure of businesses and structures of nonprofits. Mm-hmm. I learned how to use drywall <laughs> yes. and build a, build a wall a floating wall in the middle of a big big room um, oh, geez, yeah. How to fix a lot of things, and yeah, I just I I learned more about kind of being a shop tech without being a shop tech at a college. Mm-hmm. And I started teaching at the U of M in 2012, um, so it was kind of like I did those simultaneously. So I, yeah, I worked adjunct, I worked in a restaurant, and I did the shop, yeah. which. I never made my money back from the shop necessarily for like after a while the I didn't really keep track of it you know yeah. like I was paying x amount my third of the rent to to have like total ownership over this print shop and then eventually members were paying dues and that covered it mm-hmm. so it was like I didn't think of it as I'm going to make money off of this it was more like I want to invest my time and energy into something that can give me something but also give other people something so it wasn't it was not I don't want anyone to have delusions of like I'm gonna get rich on a community (laughs) shop no no if you could do that you're you're an incredible human but I um I think it's difficult to do that if you see grants that's great but um and I had that little bit of time that I went to Center for Contemporary Print in Connecticut, which I was on a residency, but they have a community shop too. Um, And I love hearing like the history of old buildings that become community shops because like this building was, um, it was, uh, first it was the carriage house of the big mansion and then it became a jail. They turned it into a jail, and then it became a print. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. That's cause some crazy yeah. history. Yeah, jail. Um, and I still, I still print at IPRC here, Independent Publishers Resource Center, mm-hmm. because I don't have access to letterpress anywhere else, mm-hmm. and uh, they have resale, and they have 
maybe some scanners that I could use every once in a while. So like I still keep a membership there, even though I probably I don't use it that frequently, but it's not expensive. So I think yeah, it's good to have those still, opportunities. Yeah, like I have a package in my basement, but I don't have letterpress, so I'm yeah, still gonna use other facilities. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Um, the only real experience I've had with <clears throat> community shops is when I moved to Portland, I did a year-long residency at um, Atelier Meridian here in town. And um, that was uh, definitely an interesting experience, like getting into the print world in Portland and um, <clears throat> um, feeling it out and meeting people. That's how I met like um, some of my favorite print pals, like Chris Dar, who I know I've mentioned, um, previously on this pod. I remember, this is, like, a funny aside, I remember being in grad school and, like, coming across Chris's prints on, um, Instagram and being, like, whoa, this dude is really good, like, this is a professional printmaker, like, this is, he's, like, making a living off of these for sure, and then we ended up in the same residency and I was like, oh my God, like starstruck. Like, oh my God, this dude. Um, and of course he's just like a printmaker like you and I, who just makes prints and he's like humble and cool. And he's also self-taught. Um, I'm nearly hundred percent sure, which is wild. Cause that dude's fucking talented. Um, yeah. But anyways, so I met him and I met Muriel Condon. Uh, Am I saying her last name right? I always doubt myself. Um, <clears throat> and she's going to school in Tennessee right now. She's really cool and a bunch of other people. So that was um, a community shop is a good way to get involved in the community printmaking scene. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I recommend it. Yeah. Especially if you like move to a new town. Yeah. Like, Got to find your people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, like, they definitely have an important role in an art scene in a city, because colleges can only support so many people, and if you're not going to be teaching at a college, like, not everybody that's an artist works in a college. Right. So there have to be facilities for folks. Yeah, hell yeah, accessibility. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So print nerds, we have a special friend, special printmaker, and awesome person all around with us today. We have Kate Bingham and Bert, who is the um, uh, originator, founder of Outlet PDX, which is a Resograph studio. It started as her personal studio and then became a bigger thing uh, yeah. where they teach workshops and you can do Rezo printing jobs there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things going on at Outlet and it has grown and thrived. And Cammy and I did our first workshop, Rezo yeah. workshop there. First time I ever touched one. Very Same. exciting. So, yeah, I'm very excited to talk to Kate. Hell yeah. Yeah, Rizograph is really fun. Um, if you haven't ever tried it, I suggest trying it out. 
it's just a time and a half you get all these crazy colors and it's just like instantaneous printing so everybody should try it out um and yeah so here's kate let's uh let's jump in because i know you have a little nugget to attend to at some I point. I do. Clifton's coming to, to yeah, Clifton's coming to pick me up at seven so we can do bedtime. It's like <laughs> bath and then like dinner and then like books and then like he wants to listen to a podcast and then and then like to like add another layer on top of it are um our uh the 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 smoke alarms in our apartment have been doing the whole thing where they've been doing that beep, even though after we replace the battery and reset it and then set the alarms off and like, it's still beeping and we can't get anyone to help us with it. And so like the last five nights, like it's been like three 30 in the morning that little beep goes off. And then like Hank gets like super scared. And, and then I made the mistake of like the first time it happened, I thought I had fixed it. I'm like, that beep is not going to come back. It's not going to come back. You're all good. And then the beep came back. And then he looks at me and says, you said the beep didn't come back. I'm like, oh, God. I know. I know. So then I'm like, I'm like, it's turned me into a liar. Like, it's it's like, um, and so now at night, he doesn't want to sleep in his room. He's just like, I'm afraid of the beep. So I know, I know. And, and it's just, and I, he recently got a um, big kid bed and, the last couple nights I've been reading books with him in there. And like, I, like it puts me to sleep. Yeah. Like it's like, I'm so sleepy afterwards. I'm just like, this is something has got to like, we've got to like reconfigure the system. <laughs> but my goal is to put him to bed and then come back. Cause I need to, I need to do a bunch of printing tonight. Like I need to do it. And so I'm just like, gonna go put him to bed and then extract myself again and just like jam out a shit ton of printing because I just I have to I have to I'm I'm running I'm like I'm like ah I gotta I gotta get this done because outlets closed on Mondays so there's no one in here and I just like one of the things about that I didn't account for for opening up a space like this is that I basically don't have the studio space anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like, I'm like, Monday, (laughs) that's what I can print. That's when I can like get super messy and take all the drums out and spread out and like, just like, and I'm like, okay. And then if like that window closes, I'm like, shit, then I have next week, I have next week, Monday, you know, it's just, and so I'm just like, God, I got to get this done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Oh my goodness. That's a lot of juggling. It's You have a lot of balls in the air. like kind of at max capacity in the space right now but we love the space we don't want to move out of it but I'm just like I don't I like we've like we've got five machines in the space right now three of them are running one of them is a standing desk and the other one is like like just kind of like a lady in waiting basically because she's our newest machine we just don't have any space to keep her or like the drum library that we're going to need to kind of collect to which so we're like we're like do we kill a sister like what happens like it's just so it's just do what do we do but I mean these are good problems to have but I do dream of like saying like just I can't wait to like have a table of my own one of these oh, days yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'll make, I'll make, I'll make big, I'll make big work again one of these days. I'll, 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 that's the goal. That's the goal. But the trade-offs are really good. I mean, I, I absolutely love, we're celebrating our fifth year in a couple, (gasps) in a couple months, which seems insane. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I can't believe how fast 2017 to 2022 has gone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's like the combination of like, like I had Hank in 2018 and then like, I had this crazy weird, like spinal leak that just, it was like a spontaneous spinal leak that happened in 2019 and didn't get figured out until October of 2020. And so that was weird. And then the pandemic, you throw that in there and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's five years. We're, here we are. <laughs> so oh it's been a, it's been a weird one and a fast one for sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. that is wild and fast. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god! Wow, five years though. That's that's amazing. Did it start as like a community shop, or did it originally start as like your studio? It started. It started. So I was sharing a studio space with uh, four other people over in the Ford building. And- Oh, had uh, Barbara, my friend, J- was my friend Jason's printer. Uh, and Jason found Barbara in a church basement, rolled her into our studio in the Ford building around like 2012, I guess. And was like, I think this has something to do with the GoPro printer, which yeah. we both like friends, like we were kind of just fascinated with. And that's when we kind of began screwing around with, with uh, the Riso. But when I, um, so in late 2016, um, Kevin Cavanaugh, who's the developer of, of the space that Outlet's currently in, and he's great. He's, he's the head of guerrilla development. And he like did the zipper building and did like Provador and Ocean and Fair Hair Dumbbell. Like it's his, all of his, he's like, he's like a really, really um, fascinating, amazing, generous guy who's also a developer which those don't really go hand in hand but he was also my first landlord when I moved to Portland in 2008 his first building which he doesn't own anymore is uh the one that crema coffee's in at like 28th and Ankeny and we lived we lived up and there and and I just loved him and we became friends and then when he was building out this space in 2016 he was like I really think that you we've I've got this funny little space and I really would like to see what you would do if it was just you and and I was like huh that's cool but I like and I've always wanted to have a little bit more of a public studio space and I've always wanted to have you know oh a little retail and oh you know this this is this could be this could be a cool experiment and and but I was just like I didn't feel at the time that I was ready for it and he was like well, what are you paying for rent right now in the Ford building? And I said, 300 bucks. And he's like, well, you can, you can pay 300 bucks for the first six months just so you can establish yourself in the space. And I was like, so okay, nice. I know. Yeah. It's great. And, yeah. um, and so I was also due for a sabbatical at Portland state too. Uh, cool. And so I took two terms off at PSU nice. starting in the fall of, it was the end of 2016 and then I had, um, I had winter term and spring term off and then summer. And then I went nice. back, I went back in fall of, uh, 2017 mm-hmm. and I was able to kind of like get things up and running like figure out, like we did our first, 
we did our first, I didn't, again, I didn't really know what this space was going to be, but then, um, like I had that summer, I had like a bunch of like, I invited friends to do different like events out in the courtyard and like different, like a lot of, just a lot of events. Like I like pulled alcohol permits and like basically (laughs) felt like that entire summer I was running a bar, which was really fun. (laughs) Um, And like, I don't, I just, I really, really liked it. I was just like, this is so much fun. I'm, I I had never been a bartender, but I got that I was like, okay, yeah, I could, I, this could be another life. I like this a lot. Um, and it was just about like getting people in here and, and we didn't do our first, we didn't do our first resale workshop until that August of uh, 2017. And only because, only because when I was moving into the space, Jason was like, Hey, you should just take Barbara because who knows, maybe you'd want to do a workshop. And, and it was weird. Cause like in our shared space, people would want to come in and, and like work on Barbara, but it was just like, there's no way that we could have ever have done a workshop in there. And just, it, we didn't, we weren't set up for it. And so in August of 2017 is when I put together just the structure of doing the first, the first workshop. So, um, yeah. And then, and then we've been doing basically one, two, three workshops ever since every single month. Um, and it's, and that, that quickly like kind of turned into, we, we ended up and I say we, because at that point it was me. And then I had, uh, my, one of my students whose name was James Casey. He was, he was my print assistant. Like he was, he was great. And so he was, he was the, like the guy who helped me with kind of like the branding. And then he was also just like such a good buddy and helping me with workshops and, and, but then I quickly realized that like, this is, this is getting, this is getting a little bit too much. And then that's when I hired Leland in, I would say mid 2018 first as part-time. And then I was getting to the point where I'm like, I think I can hire you full-time, which was awesome. Um, they're amazing. And, and then the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) and both Leland and I were like, Oh God, we've just spent you know, the last several years, like building this very in-person experience, you know, we're not a nonprofit, like how, how are we going to, how are we going to flip this and, and have this experience still translate online? And so we did the whole thing that everyone kind of did where it was like, this can't last for that long. (laughs) But then we, I know, then we offered, we offered our first online workshop that was May of 2020. And, um, and it's fortunately like they've been great and we really, I can't believe how organized it actually caused us to be. Um, we started offering in-person workshops again in September and, um, it was just funny cause it was just like, like, how do we do this? How do we do this in person? Whereas like before we started doing in-person workshops in September again, I was like, how the hell do we do this? Because like what like we were so like we had this like deck that we built for our virtual ones. We had all these like downloads. We had like this like freaking slide presentation that really caused us to get super organized. And so I'm like, how do how do we do this in person? And um and now it's kind of great. I mean, our in person workshops since returning in September have just been like so freaking dreamy and great and the people that have showed up um 
like we lowered the cap. So we have 10 is our mm-hmm. cap now. Um, and everyone is just like so excited to be around people. They're so yeah. excited to make stuff. They're just like, we have one person who was like, 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 like close to tears on Saturday because oh, they were having oh. such a good time. Like it was just, it was incredible. Like everyone yeah. is, everyone is just like euphoric. And yeah. now they also get all of the digital stuff that we like actually had to get our act together when we had to do the virtual workshop too. So we're like, <laughs> here's a presentation too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's been, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. Um, and then we also really switched. Um, we really, I never, ever wanted to be a, um, a, a print shop that, just on like online orders and only like we I really opened with the intention of having to be an educational print space where people would come in and like work with the assistants and just like a place for play but we really needed to so we started doing thank god Leland figured this all out but like now we have like you know online quotes and like we do we do jobs and our goal for 2022 like we're currently closed to new print business through March um, because we just, we kind of just don't, we want to, we want to be printing more for like our own like product lines and things like that. And less like, like just, you know, like wedding invites and stress uh-huh. and just, it's, yeah. there was a lot of, there was a lot of, not a lot. There were a handful of online orders that we both were kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think, I think we might've made negative 25 cents on that job. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, and it's, it's, yeah. And it was a lot of education and like, you know, like how Riso prints and just like, it's, it was just a lot. It was, it was a lot. Whereas when you have people come into the space, they have already taken the workshop. They have a better idea of like what this experience is. Um, we're, we're, we're hoping for, more um more like we want to we want to have like a wholesale line we want to like be able to kind of manufacture our own stuff more so that's the goal that's the goal yeah that's amazing I feel like you all like whenever I talk to like the printmakers in town everybody knows outlet I'm I've just started working at PNCA as their print tech and okay. I've been like, yeah, I've been like nosing around with their risograph machine and like talking to the little like Rizzo nerds being like, do you know about Outlet? And everybody is like, oh, yeah, Outlet? Yes. Kate? So yes. Cute. Great. We, we've had, so we've had over the years. And that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed just because I've lived in PSU land for so long. It's been so nice to have you know, we've had so many like PNCA students come into the space and use yeah. the stuff. Like it's, it's really, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to open the space too. I wanted something that was completely separate from Portland state. I wanted something that was kind of separated from the bloated, slow bureaucracy of academia. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you both know about that. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I, I really, and, and I would say probably since, 2014 I've really been heavy on the administrative side at Portland State I really don't like it yeah (laughs) but it's also one of the like it's just it's 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 kind of uh, I mean I do and I don't we're like one of the things that I'm really excited about that we've worked on for a really long time is an actual new art building and we did get we did get um funding from the legislature 
this time last year, but it's again, I, I just know that we're heading into like a five year kind of like struggle, honestly, because just like we have to go back and ask for more money, inflation, construction costs. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like, I'm like, Oh God, this is so exciting. This is going to have like such a tremendous, amazing impact. But I'm just like, God, I can move so much faster when I have outlet. Like, it's just, oh, it's yeah. so, I just, and it's, it's really, it's been that balance for me, especially with it, like being in academia, it's like being that balance for me where I can like, like, well, right now Leland is my now official partner at outlet at when 2022 <gasps> clicked over. We're like talking to a lawyer. We're like making it official, but like, Yay, Leland. I know I'm so <laughs> excited, but it's like, and then I've had like several, cool. several folks in upper admin at PSU. It's like, you know, you could like open up a center through Portland state. And but I said, no, I don't want to, Yeah, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to rely on grants. I don't want to rely on the university. I don't want to rely on any other outside fund. I just want to rely on myself. I want to rely on Leland and I want to be able to work fast and make those decisions. And I, I, and it's just, I feel like, um, do you follow Jen De Los Reyes on Instagram? She's amazing. She's an amazing follow. And she used to be my colleague at Portland state. And um, she's now, um, she's now an associate director of the university of Chicago and she's doing just incredible stuff, but she's done a few like Instagram kind of like slider things about how like, like, relying on grants is such a like just like awful position to be like putting artists into because like you spend all this time and all of this energy and then like please 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 and it's like for like 750 or something like that where I'm like okay what are other ways and like okay how can I mean and, and honestly like true transparency like I don't outlet does not pay me. It pays Leland. Like Mm -hmm. I am able to, I use a lot of like, well, not my freelance is kind of winnowed down a little bit just because of like Hank, I'm still trying to figure out like that balance. But when I first started those first couple years, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this job and then I'm going to put it towards this. And it's just, it's kind of, I'm, I'm starting to get back into that too. It's like, I don't know. I just, I don't want PSU to be up in my stuff. (laughs) I want to do it myself. Yeah. Um, the more, so, the more stakeholders you have in something, oh, the more opinions oh, there are. And then yeah, it's it's less I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be a nonprofit. I don't want to have a board. No. I want to just, I want to do it myself. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of where we're at. Cause I, I, I have, I have a, one very, very good friend of mine who I work with at school, Briar Levitt, who's absolutely incredible. And she's always like, you should apply for this faculty development grant. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Because I just, I also think too, I'm just like, I just, I don't, I don't. And, and it's funny. I haven't, I haven't applied for any sort of grant situations at PSU. Number one, because I don't think I'd get them. And then number two, I just don't want to, I don't, I don't want to jump through those hoops. It's not like it's just free money. They make no! you do stuff for it. They make you yeah. do stuff for it. And then it's yeah. like all this reporting back and all this paperwork. Yeah. And I know myself well enough to know I'm awful at paperwork. I mean, I'm good at like <laughs> documenting really stupid bullshit, but I'm really bad 
<laughs> like, like, oh, let me like open up this spreadsheet of them. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm no. So I don't know. I might be shooting myself in the foot, but like, I just, I would rather spend my time doing other stuff. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's amazing that you know that, you know, part of, I feel like part of being an artist is knowing your own boundaries and knowing yeah. your strengths and just rolling towards that. Oh my God. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have been very impressed with the like passionate and loyal outlet community you have going. How do you feel like you stoke that fire? I Okay, so I think that Leland and I are just genuine nerds about printing. And even like, even with like, it's it's ridiculous. Like you still get like these like intense dopamine hits whenever like a new like print comes out of the machine. And yeah. I, 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 I just, and I think especially like, it's so, it's so funny. Um, like even with our last workshop on Saturday, like we both were just giddy. We were just giddy. And I, I, I really, I think that like that foundationally, like that excitement, that genuine excitement, like that really keeps things going. That, that, that gets people in the room excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm really good about being a fan. Like if I like something, you're going to know about it. And I think that that's also <laughs> something that I try to like, um, that's an attitude that I try to share with my students too, where it's like, if you see something that you think is awesome, tell that person, you know, yeah, and know. it's just, it's just about kind of being, um, like, like not holding back with, if you're feeling enthusiastic about something, if you're feeling joyful about something, if you're feeling like someone needs to get a high five, like, don't be timid about it, just lean into it. And I, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like that's also how I started like 20 some years ago. Like I, like the, one of the first like truly intentional creative things that I feel like I did was when I was in school and I didn't really feel like I was, I wasn't a good English major. I wasn't a good art major. I didn't feel like I was really good at anything, but I, had a lot of like really creative friends and I was, I was fans of all of them, you know? And so I put together my first, like, like, like event was, and this is so 1997, but it was called coffee house. And it was just like, basically it was like, Oh, you're a good musician and you're, you're at show your paintings. And, Oh, I really like your poems and we're doing this thing. And, and then I made a zine and like, and then I was the MC for it. And I just like got people's like butts and seats. And I feel like I've just been trying to get butts and seats ever since. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's, and, and that, like, I re that really set off, like, I don't know, that really set a fire off in me. Um, because I also know that it's so easy for people to, it's a natural thing to feel so nervous about sharing work and feeling so nervous just about making anything and putting it out into the world. And so, I mean, I want to be, I want to be, I'm a sincere cheerleader. I'm not fake. Like if I don't like something, you're going to, you're going to fucking know it. But like, I, I just, but if I do like something, you also are really, really going to know it too. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's kind of how how things keep going, how it keeps mm -hmm. going. And then also too, I'm just always kind of like trying to figure out what's next, what I want to do next. Um, and I and I do, I just sincerely get really excited when I see 
people printing and, mm-hmm. and just, so I just love, I mean, that's, what's so great about printmaking too. Like, it's just, you know, I get a lot of, I get a lot of people who have never made a print before and then they're like making additions and they're sharing it with people or they've never made a zine. And then all of a sudden they're like, I just made 50 and I'm sending them out to people. And it's just, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And, you know, making stuff makes you feel good. And I just, I just, I just want, I just want that for, I just want that for people because <laughs> it's really hard to feel good sometimes. <laughs> so, true. so true. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so glad that you were able to figure out the online stuff and still to like, I mean, your energy comes across right now in Zoom. So like, and, okay. I, and you do this all day. Like, are you still teaching online? I thank God. No, I actually, (laughs) my first term where I'm not, and I was definitely like with Omicron and stuff like that. Cause I had scheduled my courses to be in person, like in October Mm. and, and, and then PSU was really big about like, we're not switching up the delivery. You're not able to do that because students were getting pissed because I mean, instructors were like, now I'm online, now I'm offline now. And so I was scheduled to be in person. And I was like, like of the few, I'm like, I'm doing it in person. I'm doing it in person. If I have the option, I'm doing it. And then, um, and then with the first couple of weeks of January, as I'm sure you all know, um, a lot of teachers, PSU gave us permission to go back to remote. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm, I just, I got, I was just like, is this safe? I'm like, we can be safe. We're safe. And I just like selfishly was like, I don't want to lose momentum. And I like, we had this dreamy first week before like all the Omicron stuff really like came to a boil. And I was just like, speaking of dopamine, I'm just like, this was too great. Like everyone was just giddy to be around each other. And, and then now we're fine. Like it's, we're still doing, I'm so glad that we didn't roll back. And I felt like we were oddly in this kind of beautiful, like bubble because none of my students, like none of them really got sick, you know, a handful, like one or two from each section we lost, but they came back or they were fine, but it was, it was, it was really good. So I'm online and I was, I'm so glad. Cause now it's like, even students are like the, the first week they're like, Oh, I don't, can you just send me a zoom link? I'm like, there's no zoom. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. This is not attend anywhere. This is not like, no. There's, a, but I always was like very conscious too. Like, it's like, I was fortunate to be teaching a section that was also fully remote too. So I'm like, if you don't feel comfortable, you're more than welcome to take the fully remote section that another instructor is teaching. So it was like, they had options. They had options. Like if I were like teaching a class that was like one, that was a graduation, like pathway sort of situation, I would have been more flexible, but I was fortunately in the situation where I could have other options for students who didn't feel comfortable. And so the crew that I did get were like, Oh my God, give us in person. And it's, it's been, it's been really good. But I mean, the online workshops have been really good too. Um, Like we just did one on Friday and we, we, now we scaled back. Um, We're doing them like one, one online one, like every two months. We used to do like when it first started, we did, and we also did online. It's like, we were probably doing like two to four online workshops a month. And so, um, now I'm just, I'm, and it's funny because like the one that we had 
happened on Friday was the most full one that we've had in a really long time um, because we hadn't offered it every month. The last time we had done an online one was like in November. So there was like a break. And so I'm like, okay, this is good. This is good. But yeah, we still try to, we still try to make it feel as in-person as possible. And like everyone, there's like different tiers and you can opt in for like a higher tier and you can be making a print and we'll send you mail. And it's just like, I just wanted that like hands-on, at least some sort of like, like tangible engagement. Mm-hmm. So I think that like the in-person, cause that's a, that your place was the first time I experienced Resograph. Same. Yeah. Yeah. We went together. Cute. And Leland and Colin were our teachers, and we were both just like, so I just pushed the button. Yeah. Like, I don't, what? Yeah. So that, like, experience of of at least getting to, like, push a button and, like, see it come out, I feel like (laughs) is very important. I know. (laughs) And it is, oh my God. I mean, like, Leland is, like, holding an iPad while I, like, go through, like, a whole print demo. It's just. (laughs) It's really ridiculous, but it's, it's also really fun. Like we're aware Mm -hmm. of how like kind of silly this whole thing is, but it's also like, we still like, we, we have everyone like do intros. We, I love a rowdy chat. We like really encourage, like we're dropping links in the chat all the time. Like that was one thing that, I mean, I know, you know, from being on zoom where it's like, God, you just gotta like engage, engage, engage as much as possible. Um, my goodness. But wow, it's yep. so exhausting. It's so, it's been exhausting. I'd like all of us teaching, especially teaching stuff that's so hands-on, like, oh my God. And now PSU is trying to build themselves as the attend anywhere university. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like you, it's, 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 I understand. I love the accessibility, but I also, it's like, it's a very different experience taking all of your art and design classes online versus taking them all in person. Right. It just 100%. is. Yeah. hundred percent. Like just have a, let's have a separate major that has its own infrastructure that has its own whole thing. It don't, don't, don't put it upon us to basically like teach double what it is. Like it's yeah. too much. It's too much. That's crazy. And I've had printmaking friends through the pandemic that I'm just like, it. that's what everyone's been doing in printmaking has been like, okay, now we've got my, my, and I've had friends who teach at private school basically gave like a, 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 an option for things to be fully remote. So like I have like one of my dearest friends who's teaching at a private school that basically they're like, you're teaching to the Zoomers and you're teaching to the in-person and that's what we're doing. And so it's just like, okay. And so she's like doing, like basically doing all of her demos and then recording and then going on Zoom. And it's just, it's double time. It's double time. And like, again, like, I feel like the printmakers and the ceramicists, the ones that are just like very studio focused have just been like, like just doing double time. And some schools are way more accommodating than others. And I'm just very happy that at PSU, we were truly fully remote for, I mean, really honestly, up until fall. So Mm -hmm. like, that was, I'm like, once I got used to it, I'm like, okay, at least everyone's having the same experience. But like right. once you get a classroom where students are having different experiences, shit falls apart. It yeah. falls apart hard. That's where it's like, 
you're dealing with like petty fights that you never had to deal with before you're dealing. It's just, they're having a totally like different experiences. Um, it's yeah. So anyway, that my fall term was probably the worst term, honestly, because that's what, that's what it was like. It was, okay. it was very like, we're going to accommodate everyone. I'm like, wow, that's an awful idea. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Ugh, start by accommodating the teachers, the people and that are really one in the work. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Oof, that is tough. Well, I want to do a quick check-in. It's nearly six thirty. We've been recording for thirty-five minutes. I just want to be aware of your time. We're good. I haven't. I think Clifton's coming. He's going to be coming here, rolling up around seven. Okay. Yeah. I know I at least have one more question I'd love to talk about. Edie, do you have anything you wanted to touch on? You go. I might. I might. Okay. Um, you kind of talked about your hopes for Outlet's future. And I know like Leland's becoming a business partner, which is rad. Do you see Outlet like 20 years down the road? And like, what do you envision for her? Oh, my gosh. So if I could wave a magic wand. We would have a space that felt like this one, but it would be about three times larger. Yeah. We would have a separate workshop space. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have a like dedicated zine library that was like super cozy and people could just yeah. come in and just like, again, it was just, and we would have a, a librarian. I mean, oh, what, cool. a dr- yeah. what a dream. And then we would have a whole, like uh, just a almost like just way more space devoted to selling zines, selling prints, selling paper goods. Um, Not just, you know, the stuff that we make here, but like, again, more of a showcase for the people that are printing here Um, would love that. And that would be, again, kind of like, I would love to have someone dedicated that would just be kind of the store manager strictly Mm -hmm. for that. Um, And that we'd have a really bang and wholesale business. Where yeah. it would be both Leland and I making making kind of because they're an illustrator too. They're like, I need to, I need to make stuff. I'm like, I want you to make stuff. Um, <laughs> where we would just be cranking out like outlet lines, maybe like artist editions, things like that. I think that would be so fun. Um, and then again, like having kind of a standalone like workshop space which I think would yeah. be wonderful. And then I would have a table of my own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta get that table. Do you think you'd ever host like an artist to do like a residency yes. or something? I that's can, actually, yeah, I that's that. actually Leland. Leland just purchased a house. Um, a couple, oh. it was summer. It was in August. And oh Leland is thriving. Man. Go on. You know what's going on. Um, and they, <laughs> The, 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 the house has like, they specifically were like, it's got a really big garage. It's got a really big backyard. Like they were like, even like we could like host an outlet residency and, and it was just awesome. Like, I love that, that they were thinking like with like outlet in mind, I would love, yeah. Would love to have an artist residency, like the whole, it would be so great. So I have lots of plans. Um, I just, again, we're trying to like this, this space thing has been a little, a little something. Um, and we love Kevin. Like we want to stay, we want to stay with him. Although mm-hmm. we met with him and he was like, he was like very much encouraged us to like start looking into like buying a building. I'm like, that seems insane. <laughs> that seems insane. <laughs> but he's like, you know, he made it sound like it's no big deal because I mean, that's his deal. Like he knows that he's like, he's just, he just like, he knows how to do that. Like, 
<laughs> but I, I really do. I feel like I feel like having kind of like the 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 education space workshop component, the zine area, which again, like that would just I would just be such a freaking dream. Um, and then then artist residency, retail space, and then wholesale, like kind of like warehouse wholesale, kind of like shipping stuff out. So that's that's yeah. my vision. i hope that happens that sounds amazing yes i i need to figure out like i love 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 i'm i'm this is my 14th year at portland state and my 20th year teaching university basically which i'm just like how did that happen it's such (laughs) it's such um i wish i was a little bit more um what's the word i'm looking for fearless and that i could be like I don't need to be at PSU anymore. I can just do this myself. But it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got like a family. It's just, it's like, it's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, insurance is really good. And that was like, that was really, that really drove home to the fact where it's like, when, especially when I had my leaky brain that, I mean, I was like, I like, like, there's no way I could have done all the things that I did without Portland state insurance. And that mm-hmm. fucking sucks that yeah. th- those are the situations that we're in here. And so I'm like, oh, what if I get a leaky brain again? You know, I'm just like, so, but, but it'll be good. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to let go of the safety net. For it sure. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just, I feel like if I were in my twenties, that it'd be different, but as it is, I'm a 44 year old lady with a three and a half year old. And, you know, like it's, it's, and I also really, I really, even though I complain about it, I I do really enjoy kind of navigating the administrative part of a public institution. And I really, really love working for a public school. And I really, again, I feel like, like, being part of this building project is going to be an incredible experience and an incredible opportunity to like really like affect the Portland arts community too. Like I just, I'm, I don't know. There's just, there's no way I could have done that. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's like, again, it's like, so like, Oh, like, Oh, I wish that I could spend all day in my studio, you know, Oh, it's, it's not so the dream. Truly. Yeah, right. I know. I <laughs> yeah. just like I basically like I have like I also just have these like these fantasies of like oh all I want to do I just want to paint and make zines. That's yeah. all I want to do is paint. And make zines. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I know. I know. Thank I'm just you. like I'm entering that that phase of my life. I just want to make my little paintings and I want to make <laughs> my little zines and I want to like share them with people. Like how can that like sustain? <laughs> Well, if you figure it out, let us know. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's truly the dream. I think about it all the time. Oh, my God. That health insurance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. This mm. is a bad way to end a podcast. I know. <laughs> I know. We are so lucky to make stuff. We are so lucky True. to make stuff. It's We're true. so lucky to teach. We're so lucky to like be around. I just think like be around all of like the youth. Yeah. That energy is something. That energy is so great. Like I'm teaching um, 
I teach sophomores and I teach seniors and I hadn't, I hadn't taught sophomores for two years. And this is my first term teaching sophomores again. And I just, I love them so much. (laughs) They just remind me like, yeah, paper is really cool. And like, yes, look at, look at this book. Yeah, I no, I haven't seen that illustration. It's blowing my mind. It's just, it's I don't know. They're like yeah. a really, they're like a really good. They're like medicine. They're just, they're they're just so. I love teaching sophomores. I love oh, teaching sophomores. Yeah. There's That's just rad. There's just like that that level of just like getting stoked about stuff and just like discovering things for the first time. And then like I feel like that's a stage where they really see themselves improve and like Mm. rapidly. And so they're just like, I made this thing. And I'm like, yeah, it was really good. And like, I just, I couldn't have done that three weeks ago. And I'm like, I know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, they're, they're like, they're like my little drug basically. Yeah. Well, like you see them get a dopamine hit and then you're like, now I have a different kind of dopamine hit because I helped you do that. exactly exactly and it's so easy to take so much of this stuff for granted too and that's why I just am like like I see my friends that freelance all the time and they don't teach and and it's just and I just I'm like I'm like I can do that but then I'm like I I don't think I I don't think I would have as much fun I don't think I would have kind of like the the love that I do have for making or kind of like the just the general stokeness about stuff if I didn't have Mm -hmm. teaching in the equation so it's it's really good it's like this crazy like everything is connected for Mm -hmm. for the things it really is I just I I mean I know I'm biased I love teaching I'm biased I am (laughs) very biased but if it was like you could spend all your time in the studio then you would be like but I need the student I need the student hit yeah. 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 The students. I would, I would definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I need the students. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that good energy, good energy, that good, yeah. pure, sweet energy. Yeah. <laughs> and those like different ways that they view things, how they like absorb something and then like spit it back out. And it's just like from their own point of view and it's just something you would have never thought of. I love that. I love it. I love yeah. it. Or just like like just the general just kind of like sense of discovery, like bringing in different things, just like mm-hmm. watching their minds just kind of explode over like the discovery of of a new like designer or illustrator or artist. Like I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. Um, yeah, it's 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 really it's really it's really special. It's really good. Yes, I agree. Well, oh, yeah. I. Oh yeah, go. We have we have, uh, we have a task for Kate. Oh yeah, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> so every episode, we try to come up with an art prompt for people oh. in case they're feeling stuck in some yeah, way. Yeah. And some examples of that was like neon or what was Brienne's? Was it trash? I think it was trash. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mine's right? gonna be probably very close to trash because trash. <laughs> near and dear to my heart honestly okay yeah so if you have it could be a word it could be a phrase it could be mm-hmm. something that gets you going um I honestly love going through my receipts and I I love drawing receipts I love drawing tickets I love drawing just kind of like the um the ephemera of like this used to be money or this used to be an experience. And so it's like parking tickets, concert tickets, movie tickets, 
like just a CVS receipt, you know, just, I, I just, there's just something that I love. And I've, I've had a long love affair up for receipts. It's, it's, it's something that has not waned. I just, I, I love, and what, and I'm so bad because they're like, Oh, would you like me to email you the receipt? I'm like, no, I would like I'm like, sorry, sorry, tree. But I'm also like, I know I'm not the reason why the earth is burning. So give me my receipt, you know? So, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 and I still like, I even like, I, I keep it. And it also just jogs my memory too. It's like a, it's like a, oh yeah, that did happen. Oh yeah. Mm. I did buy that. Or, oh yeah. I went there with that yeah. person. I forgot about that. So I will, I my receipts are not organized, but I will, I will not, I don't throw away my receipts. Do you, how do you handle all those receipts if you don't throw them away? What do you do? Do you have just flat files of receipts? I'll show you. (laughs) They all end up, they all end up taped into my, my sketchbooks. And so like, I just have basically with my, my like daily drawing sketchbooks, then I'll have like, like just like pages that will pop out in between and so it's like it's like most it's like you can tell I go to Target Target a lot Target and Trader Joe's and so that's (laughs) that's kind of where they go and so it's like I've got ever, ever since also too I started keeping sketchbooks when I went back to my daily drawing project in 2017 um I just started like stashing all my receipts into it too so that's yeah. cool. What kind of sketchbook is your favorite sketchbook? This can be our last question, but I it, love, I love a sketchbook. I do too. And it's something that I've gotten myself. It's so frustrating because, so my favorite one, I have like, it's Shinola. Oh, and okay. they are constantly like out of stock. And they also, I, I get my sketchbooks from Little Otsu. And cause they have, they're like, they, they deal in Shinola and, um, and I've heard from both Jeremy and Yvonne that own little Otsu that Shinola is really not communicative about why it's so difficult to get their sketchbooks. And so like, I, I have like, a, like 12 blank ones, which mm-hmm. would last me, last me for three years. Cause I go through, usually it's three months to fill a sketchbook. Um, and so whenever, yeah, like when they come yeah. back into, well, when you, when you do daily drawings, true. It, like, yeah, then true. I'm also like, really, I'm really like, and receipts. well, it's like, I do one drawing on each page. Oh, so it's, yeah. it's like, it takes, it takes up that space too. Um, and then it's just like, I generally know that it's around three months for each sketchbook, but then I have like an email alert whenever they come back in again. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. More. But Jeremy and Yvonne both were like, you know, we asked them, like, what's going on? And they won't tell us. And I'm just like, God, you, I don't know, whatever. Um, but Shinola, it's been my favorite one. And it's taken me, it took me until I was like 40 to finally find a favorite sketchbook. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like all in on the Shinola. And I'm like, probably picked one of the harder to find sketchbooks now. Because <laughs> I'll have people like, whenever I'll do an Instagram thing where I'm flipping through my sketchbook, I'll have people be like, what sketchbook is that? And I'm like, oh, you don't want to know. And yeah, I can't tell like, you. Oh, it's sold out. It's sold out. I'm like, I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I feel like whenever I would tell people about the GoCo, 
They'll be like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, you don't want to do it. You can't get the parts anymore. Like, don't get excited about it. Do not get excited yeah. about it. Um, and also, I'm like, don't have anyone try to give you their old GoCo because you won't be able to use it. So that's basically how I feel about my sketchbooks now, too. I'm like, oh, I know you love it, but I don't know if you can get it. And yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah. You just got to, maybe you can strike a deal with them Man, and you that, carry them at your store, but honestly, that doesn't alleviate their issues. I have like, that's, I've wanted to like develop, I would love to develop my own sketchbook. Like <gasps> one of the things yeah. that I love about this cool. sketchbook too, it's that it's paper, it like, it like works well. It holds like, holds watercolor well. Oh, Hank's new best. Hank's so new best. Um, <laughs> and it, I swear to God, I've like, I feel like, so I had Hank. I started, so I took a three-year break on this daily drawing project. And then when I turned 40, I started back on it. So that was 2017. So I had basically a full year before I felt like I turned into full-on mommy blogger with like (laughs) Hank. But like so much shit that I buy now is connected to Hank. And like, you know, it's like, I don't keep baby books. I don't like do it, but I'm like, this is very like, this is, this is very much an archive of like, again, it's like, it's my life. And Oh, of course, here's a drawing of like Hank pajamas, you know, oh, and so cute. it's, it's yeah. just like, I don't know, it's just kind of, and that's kind of how like the, um, the, 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 the mail club that I do has turned into a little bit too, like, like, I was writing this month's zine intro, and I was just kind of talking about how like, I, I do like the fact that he's going to have this tangible archive mm-hmm. of of, you know, his earlier years, basically. That's and cool. because if, if I didn't have that, he would have like a, an old dead iPhone that had 40,000 photos <laughs> on it. <laughs> Cause that's yeah. the alternative. That's the yeah. alternative. So it's just like, I'm like, yeah, this is, I, mm-hmm. I like it that he's going to have these like funny zines that, you know, have drawings of like, a, a dinner that we had together or has the drawing mm-hmm. just like just like these little like moments that he also is a big part of too so yeah I think that's uh, even that's more rad. special than photos like yeah you are taking the time it's your hand and you're it's, taking the time to like capture these things and it's so much more important than just snapping a picture it, it, dear lord knows that I'm not going to be printing any of those off and but I mean it's like it's like I do end up like like they're these funny little photo like like Hank in front of Annie's donut shop because he bought donuts and he gets like those are the photos that he gets they're just like these like halftone fluorescent a a picture of his crocs like but it's it's also so funny too because I'm like I'm like god this is like so ridiculous like it's I do feel like almost like early 2000s mommy blogger with some of this stuff because he is so like like ever present in everything that I do that mm-hmm. it's he it's he, I mean but that I mean that's that was the part of this project I mean eight years before I had him or nine years before I had him um it was just the minutia of my every day mm-hmm. and so now he's just kind of part of that <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> well, I will say Hank makes great content. I love seeing the Hank stuff through my phone. I'm like, yes, rainbow vest. Like, oh, hang man. out with pals. Like, he's very cute. He's a little character for sure. We're, he, we, I'm gonna, I mean, until he, until he's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore, mom. I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. But, you know, I'm gonna wait until he can tell me that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have some friends that are like, I'm not putting my student, I'm not putting my child on. I'm like, that's great. More power to you. Cool. Um, but you know, it's like, I'm like, my thing is documenting my life. Like if I were to completely separate, you know, the fact that I've got this being on me 24 hours a day, like that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be very true to like what I was previously doing the, you know, 16 years before Hank came along. So yeah. Sweet baby Hank. I know. He's, oh, yeah. he's gonna drive me crazy tonight. I know oh, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Kate. This has been such a lively and wonderful and inspiring conversation. And I'm thank super you. thankful that you agreed to do this. Oh us. my gosh, I'm I'm like honored to be asked. I'm so glad that you're putting this podcast together too. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, so good. I was so jazzed to see that you were like kicking this off. I'm like, hell yeah, more printmaking podcasts. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> we're trying. We're doing our thing. Yeah. I love it. Making a podcast during a pandemic. A little crazier, but that's okay. Yes, 100%. 100%. Oh my yeah. God. Well, anyways, we don't want to keep you from Hank time. Um, so again, thank you so much. This has been super wonderful. And um, we'll let you know when we put the pod out. It should be awesome. soon. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to share. So I, cool. again, I appreciate you two coming into Outlet and just like, just, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy that you both live here now too. Like, it's just, it's like, I don't know, printmaking's awesome. And I love, yeah. I love the community of it. And I actually got, it was funny. I was, cause we're not doing design, uh, Portland anymore. We kind of put that to bed oh. and we had Leland and I had two private workshops, one with egg press and then one with paper epiphanies. And we had a bunch of letterpress printers in our workshop and it was mm-hmm. so much fun. And there was yeah. so much just like funny, like shop talk. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I really, maybe we should like, organize like printmaking meetups and maybe we should it was just like we're just like that'd be so much fun that'd be so much fun and I'm like oh we're not doing we're not doing design Portland anymore maybe that could be something that like once things start to open up even more maybe that could be like a summer thing that we do out in the courtyard where we just like invite like Portland printmakers to come and just like somehow like do some sort of like organizing I I don't know I just I feel like I think that'd be so fun. So yeah. I'm just planting a seed with you two. Yeah. Um, well, I had this dream pre-COVID to like start a Portland um, printmakers club. Yes. Like my partner is part of the Portland Bonsai Club and they have like meetings and they right. get together or at least pre-COVID. And so I was really like printmakers would love this. They would then- love that. I know. And, and then, then so I, I feel like I feel like something like that needs to happen. It was it was just like the conversations that I was having, especially like with the, 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 the people that ran the presses for egg press and for, Mm -hmm. um, paper epiphanies was just so much fun just to like, and they were like, it was great because Leland got to get like super nerdy 
about cool. like tech stuff. And yeah. after it was just, it was just great. And, and, um, and then after it's all done, we're like, wow, that was so fun. We never really get to have like, like a lot of like printmakers, like in the space. And I like, let's, maybe we should do I'm like, am I crazy? Is this something that do I want to do? And I'm like, oh, I think no, it that, be but so that fun. sounds rad. And there's that so many, rad. there's so many, I feel like, like people that like have a resale, like I just, I just, I mm-hmm. feel like resale, printmaking, letterpress, like just everybody who makes multiples basically, like let's get together yeah. and let's just hang out. So I love this idea. Okay. I say yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now I'm, 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 it wasn't like I wasn't excited about it before, but I'm putting it out into the world and um, hold me accountable to it. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I'll help you out. If you, yeah. need, if you need some help, I'll help you out. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. I think that cool. I, I see that as like a spring summertime. Yes. Like, yeah. I've got yes. big plans for this, this, this Portland <laughs> spring summer. I'm, I'm, yes. <laughs> It's gonna be hot printmaker summer happening. It's gonna be <laughs> 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 ah! oh, amazing. I love that. Cool. Well, yeah, thank you again so much. This is uh I feel like invigorated. So gotta go make some prints. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I can keep this level of energy going through nine o'clock so I can come back yes. here and print my stupid zine that is my monday night i got my monday night in the studio i gotta do it yeah (laughs) good luck with your zine thank you thank you good to see you both hope to see you soon that'd be really rad (laughs) yes thank you again thank you bye bye bye